MoreLikeRadio.com. It's our duty to entertain you. <laughs> I said duty. Only alcohol can make life bearable. You must drink. Always drink. I blame this all on Kevin, DMU. Has anyone ever known a good person named Kevin? We, we hung out with, with Kevin from Alcohol by Volume. And he only says like three words. He, he's like really shy. He really talked to me. Towards the end of the night when he was drinking more, man, he, he was he was right there with us talking on my own minute. Alcohol by Volume? Oh, I'm actually kind of drunk. Alcohol by Volume. Awesome show. You really want to get drunk? <laughs> Listen to that show. Because by hour two, he's blitzed. I'm bad. Oh, it's awesome. Because it's a beer show. Kevin, some stupid kid. Weird thing. Polish last name. Yeah. Where's your dedication there, Kevin? Your own show or someone else's? Alcohol my volume. Alcohol my volume. I shove alcohol in my butthole. That's not it? It's nothing to do with butthole. I mean, can you even get drunk anymore? It's kind of like a drinking a vitamin food, right? So you're blaming the drunker. Yes, I'm blaming the MLR drunker, Kevin. Hello, bartender. I have thought it over, and far from being a fat pig, you are very nice. And I would like another drink. Take a barf, drunkie! And good evening, everybody. Welcome to Alcohol by Volume. It's New Year's Eve, Tuesday, December 31st, 2013. I am your wonderful host, Kevin. And uh, don't mind me and Red Sox uh, talking hockey in the MLR chat. Morelikeradio.com slash live if you're listening live, but you're not there right now. Join in the fun. Um, hey, Mitch is in the chat, too. I guess he doesn't have any other New Year's plans, either. I'm glad I'm not the only asshole. <laughs> and Marianne in the chat. Um... Red Sox also in the chat, as I mentioned. So thank you guys for joining in on this not exactly special New Year's Eve edition. I, f- fuck New Year's. I, I, have, I haven't gone to a New Year's party in... Let's see. How long have I been with my wife? Uh, maybe since 2004? I don't know. Just... It, it, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Mitch, Mitch says uh, they chose not to have New Year's plans. And I, I commend that. I highly commend that. Um, I don't know. It's overrated. I'd rather just sit and drink and fall asleep. I, I don't think I've seen the... Well, I don't have cable anyway, but I don't think I've seen the ball drop for at least probably the past three, four years. So, <sighs> Okay, Mitch has it right too. Doesn't want to hang out with any of my friends. Now, see, I don't really have any friends out here anyway, but, you know, it's neither here nor there. But, I don't know, I, 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 I like drinking. I like having fun, but... The general atmosphere of a New Year's party is, I don't know, at this point, it's just not my scene. Um, okay, Mitch has it perfect. I'd rather sit by the fire and watch pirated movies a certain Monday night host gave me. Wait, who, what? <laughs> Marianne said, stay home, warm, drinking, and pee in my own bathroom. You know what? That's good, too. Uh, and there's no line for the bathroom when it's in your own house. I don't know. Like Every New Year party I've been to in the past, save for one... Um, you know, everybody gets too crazy. Somebody's passed out on the kitchen floor somewhere. I mean, one year I woke up, I have no idea how the hell I got there on a pool table. I fell asleep on a couch and I woke up on the pool table. Um, the most recent one I went to, and I think it was like in 2004, it was at a coworker's house of my wife's and 
that was actually that was perfectly fine. There was a little bit of drinking, but otherwise we were just playing stupid board games. It was the kind of group that I think if Cards Against Humanity had been out by then, we would have been playing that. Instead, we were playing you know Pictionary and shit like that. So that 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 was fun. That was fun. Butt monkey in the chat thinking this is the red. Um, yeah, if they, if there were coffee picks in the chat, yeah, then obviously it would be the red. And Marianne says, hate going somewhere that by the end of the night, the toilets are nasty and overflowing. Yeah. It, uh, I mean, w- when I am a guest in someone's house, even if I'm pissed drunk, I still have the courtesy to make sure that I have cleaned up after myself in the restroom. Some people obviously just don't have that and it, people are fucking savages so i don't know but yeah so i'm 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 in for the night and i'm totally fine with that had chinese food for dinner which means i'm gonna be starving after the show uh but right now i am drinking a beer that i have held off on drinking ever since i got it in michigan it's one i've wanted to drink for a long time and i was so happy to get a bottle it is the highly acclaimed founders kbs it's the kentucky breakfast stout and it is fan-fucking-tastic. And I just saw what Red Sox posted. I am not going to dignify that with a response. Mm. Yeah, Mary, and I hate people too. I like you guys, but I hate people in general. But uh, this KBS is everything I dreamed it would be. It is, it, it's the Founders Breakfast Stout, but kicked up a bit. So, really, really good. Um Surprisingly, I've already had two beers today, but I think I spaced them out too much, so I'm not even buzzed yet. This one'll this one'll do it for me though. Uh, what is this one at? Like eleven something percent, I think. I don't even know. It's somewhere on the label. Uh, I can't figure it out. Anyway, uh, oh here we go, eleven point two. Yeah. So that that one'll get me going. Got a couple others in my bucket here. One that I will be drink. Oh shoot! Hold on a second. Wow, I was just fucking up my mic there. Sorry about that, people. Uh, let me move my bucket closer to me. I know it's not a piss bucket. I am not Rorschach. Ha ha. Okay. I uh, teased this one on Twitter, I think yesterday. I picked this up as part of a build a six pack the other day. I figured what the hell. Uh, I, I've seen some people say that it's hard to drink, but in a good way. Other people say it's really easy to drink. You know, not a problem with it. It's from Twisted Pine. It's called Ghostface Killer. The tag on it is hottest beer this side of hell. On the label, it says six kinds of hot chili peppers go into this fiery-ass beer, including the infamous ghost pepper, uh, serrano, jalapeno, habanero, fresno, and Anaheim also lend their rich flavors to make for a taste-sizzling good time. Keep away from children. Well, duh, it's fucking beer. And the tepid of tongue. So I will probably be... I'll either be drinking it right after my KBS, or I may. Um, I have a Saranac caramel porter that I might uh, do in between those. Maybe you know, so as not to kill myself. Some people said with this Ghostface Killer that it is almost too spicy to drink. Other people said they didn't have a problem with it at all. I guess it depends on your tolerance to spice. Marianne posted a picture of it in the chat. I appreciate that. Um, and Rich, yeah, surprisingly, two beers. Surprisingly, well, yeah. Guess not. I wasn't working today, so why not? Don't have to go back to work until oh, Thursday. And that'll be fun. So I did that. Um, like I said, I, built, I did a build a six pack. Um, I got the the uh, Ghostface Killer in there. I got the Saranac um, uh, Caramel Porter. 
then I got uh, Harpoon Cranberry, which I drank yesterday. Flying Dog Imperial Pumpkin Ale. Didn't have that one yet this season. Thomas Creek Coffee Oatmeal Stout. I like what Thomas Creek does. Figured they would probably do a good co- uh, coffee oatmeal stout. And then I got uh, Horny Goat Chocolate Cherry Stout. Drank that one yesterday. I was glad I got that one and I built a six-pack because I wasn't overly impressed with it. It, it at least tasted like a stout unlike the horny goat milk stout that I had had some time back that felt like water. I wasn't getting a lot of cherry out of this one though. Definitely not like I did with the Sam Adams, um, was it the chocolate cherry Bach in the uh, winter favorites pack. Decent, but this one, this horny goat chocolate cherry stout, not enough for me to want to get a six pack. So glad I was able to just get the single on that. Also one that I've been looking for that I finally found, it came out last month, finally found a bottle, the Shipyard Mint Chocolate Stout. That's another one that people are mixed on. Some people are saying the hint of the spearmint is perfect in there. Some of them are saying it's way too much. So, but um, not cracking that open tonight. I may crack that open tomorrow. Uh, that's a bomber bottle, so I don't want to, I, I definitely, I didn't want to mix that with, you know, the KBS. I didn't want to mix it with the Ghostface Killer. I kind of want to have that all on its own. Um. Yeah, Marianne says, you know, that's why build a six packs are awesome. You'd be so bummed if I bought a six pack of something I hated. And I, I, I know I've done that before. I think I, when I got that, um, when I got that horny goat milk stout, that was the first time I ever got a six pack where I drank one bottle, I drank half of another bottle, and I said, this is fucking god awful. And I just, I poured it. I will not pour a beer down the drain unless it's god awful. I I had I also had that happen to um, a Rattler that I got once that it it tasted like it tasted like powdered lemonade. It was really really bad. And um, another another one that I dumped was um, for anybody that drinks the Arizona iced teas. I know there's an Arnold Palmer one that's the the half tea half lemonade, and there is an alcohol one of that. And, um, I got that one time because I don't, my wife loves those half and halves. So I'm like, okay, let me see, you know, if the alcohol one's any good. It was disgusting. That was another one that I dumped. But, um, for the most part now, if, if I'm not sure about it, I will either wait for it in a build a six pack or I just don't even bother with it. I mean, there is some like, uh, when I, when I got sweet baby Jesus, that one, I, I just had a good feeling about that. Yeah, it very well could have sucked with the peanut butter, but um, some some other ones. Um, usually, like if if I get like some kind of coffee stout or an oatmeal stout or something, it, even if it's not a great stout, it's usually still pretty decent. Horny Goat, for some reason, I, I'm just so iffy with them now. Um, the milk stout was crap. This uh, chocolate cherry stout, eh. Um, I had a brownie porter of theirs once. That was okay. Um, uh, what the hell? Else? There was another. There was another horny goat one that I had. I, w- I want to say it was like a blueberry or something. That that wasn't bad. It was okay, but more. It seems like more misses than hits with them. So that's one that I will always, always, always wait for the uh, build a six pack on. Um, other brewers, I'll I'll gladly get a full six pack because I kind of trust them. Rich in the chat says Coletto loves the alcohol Arnold Palmer, but well, yeah, he you know he he still drinks Bud Light Platinum and everything too, so you know no accounting for taste there. Sorry, Joe, love you, uh, and I 
posted on Joe's uh, Facebook page today in case anybody saw that. I didn't know if anybody wanted to join in with that. Uh, wishing the uh, wonderful P-Rock a happy birthday today. You know, Head over to Joe Coletta's Facebook page and uh, wish P-Rock a nice happy birthday. Uh, another one I found today. Um, somebody had... I can't remember. If somebody may have mentioned it in the chat. Somebody may have mentioned it to me on Twitter. I can't even remember now because everything just flows together. Even without the alcohol, it all flows together. The um, Merrymaker Gingerbread Stout from Sam Adams. I picked up a bottle of that because I wanted to try it. Figured what the hell. But the main thing I found today was Budweiser's second edition of Project 12. Now, that's the competition between Bud's um, 12 master brewers. The three, three winners get beers in the case named after their zip code. Um, the previous edition, it had a, a deep amber lager, a deep golden pilsner, and a bourbon cask lager, the latter of which I remember being pretty good, um, probably the best of the bunch, but all three were pretty decent, especially considering that they were Budweiser beers. Um, but the one that I got today has a Beechwood Bach, a North Pacific lager, and a vanilla bourbon cask. I've only tried the vanilla bourbon cask so far, and it was really good. Uh, my father-in-law, when he was over for uh, dinner for Chinese, he actually had the Beechwood Bach and the North Pacific Lager. He liked both of those, and he's one of the people that it was stereotypically a Bud Light drinker. But now over his house, he had a whole case of Sam Adams Winter Lager. He drinks Cricket Hill East Coast Lager. So I'm, I'm slowly getting him in that direction. He, he likes the lagers mainly, but he, he does try other stuff. So that's always good. Uh, so I'm about halfway through the KBS. Oh, God. Oh, so good. So good. Um, Marianne says they tried the Project 12, too. I think I remember you posting about that at some point, and I didn't realize that the second edition was out, and I just I hadn't seen it anywhere. I was so happy to... Um, um, uh, sorry, chat distracting me. I was so happy to see that today. I'm like, I'm picking this up no matter what. Uh, Rich asks, wasn't the uh, Bud Black Crown winner last year? Uh, I honestly don't know. I, I know I like Bud Black Crown. I don't know if that was part of Project 12 at all, though. So it, it may have been something that was pre-Project 12. Not sure. But anyway. Um, oh, oh, can't not mention this. Uh, for anybody that follows me on Twitter, you would have seen this, so it's no big surprise. But... I got another beer-related item that I thankfully didn't have to pay for. I'm saving it up for some nicer weather because uh, my wife will not let me partake of this in the house. It is the Sam Adams Utopia's Infused Cigar from Ted Cigars. I got it from my Reddit Secret Santa along with a Red Wings 1997 Cup Champs Beverage Stein, which I already broke in last night. Um, so I'm waiting until the weather gets, you know, nicer here into the spring or whatever, you know, sit out on the back porch, you know, grab my laptop, watch some hockey or whatever, and enjoy that cigar. So that's the, that's the closest I am going to get to the Sam Adams Utopias. So I'm happy about that. Um, I, I know I'm never going to find a bottle of the damn stuff. And hey, Red Sox, believe me, I mean, if you, if the, the cigar, you can get it on, I don't know if it's tedcigars.com, but, um, Look up Ted's cigar. It's like it's like twelve bucks. So, um, oh, and I see. Let's see, Oxtail sixty nine in the chat. Sam Adams gingerbread was decent, but the two top Christmas beers are Great Lakes Christmas. Yes, 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 and Trogue's Mad Elf. And damn it, I, I haven't seen Mad Elf around here recently, so I haven't been able to pick that up. 
Um, actually, it reminds me. I know in my new releases and reveals this week, there is uh, something new coming out from Trogues that sounds really, really, really good. But I'll get to that towards uh, the end of the show. Um, so I might as well get into little newsy kind of stuff. Um, if you still, for instance, if you still want Bud Light Lime's Cranberita, I still have a shitload of the Strawberita in my fridge. Um, availability is being extended through January for the seasonal release. Um, I, I have yet to see it in the 8-ounce cans or the 25-ounce cans, so I, I don't even know if I'm going to see the cranberry out here. If I don't, not a big deal. Um, let's see. Da, 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 da. Yeah, and that, that was basically it for that. There's no other no other new Bud Light Lime or Rita news. You know, no, no other new flavors popping up and whatnot. I swear, I only see strawberry... And I only see um, the original lime out here. Never see anything else. I don't know why that is. Maybe they the other flavors just don't sell well out here. Mm. Uh, this is a good one for uh, craft brewers, at least uh, Michigan ones. Despite Big Beer corporate sponsorship, tomorrow's NHL Winter Classic in Ann Arbor, it will be seeing local Michigan beers trucked in. Now, Molson Canadian and Coors Light are the official NHL sponsors, so of course... They're going to have a shitload of beer there. They're trucking in about 7,000 cases at 24 cans per case. It's going to be trucked in the morning of the game. But there will be Michigan beers available both at stands and in suites from both Bell's and Founders. Uh, Bell's Winter White, 200 Ale, and Amber Ale. And then from Founders, All Day IPA and Dirty Bastard. And uh, normally at the big house at the U of M... Uh, they do not allow alcohol sales there, but the governing board there temporarily lifted the ban on alcohol sales and consumption at the big house for the winter classic tomorrow. Anticipated crowd of 110,000. I also heard 107,000. So eh, give or take 3000 there. Um, I will be watching that tomorrow. Uh, and then, uh, let, let, let's put into perspective some of my drunken decision-making. I've made some poor decisions when drinking. Um, I've, you know, gotten Budweiser from pitchers and drank way too much about it. <laughs> and good for you, butt monkey. Uh, he was holding off on drinking until 10, and he says, fuck it, I'm starting. I, see, that's that's the power of my show. I, I influence you people in a negative fashion. But, um, <laughs> yeah, speaking of, you know, drunken decision-making. Um, but, yeah, I, you know, drank, uh, drank Budweiser from uh, pitchers and... Ended up in the ER, you know, back when I was younger, I would mix jello shots with, um, well, I guess at the time it was Zima, and puke on houses, you know, things like that. But, um, well, I've never done, um, well, okay, Kim Jong-un, you know, the wonderful cherubic dictator of North Korea, he was reportedly very drunk when ordering the recent execution of two aides close to his uncle. Now, I may have done stupid things while drinking, but I can proudly say I've never ordered anyone to be killed, or at least uh, not that I recall. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, the excuse for that bad decision, the picture in the chat, uh, the picture in the chat that uh, if you are on the More Like Radio Facebook page that you have seen um, ad infinitum. Wow, I probably said that wrong anyway. Um, let's see. What is the excuse for that bad decision? Um... Teenage angst. Um, I think I... Was I getting late at that point? I think I was getting late at that point, so I can't blame it on that. Um, let's see. What what other... Um, 
Um, I don't know. Can I blame Dutch somehow? Some time travel element. I'll, I'll blame Dutch for that. That's all Dutch's fault. That outfit, the makeup, everything. Dutch's fault. That's all. Okay. Um, and one more little little bit before I get into the uh, feature for the show. Uh, the brewery. I've mentioned them in the past. B-R-U-E-R-Y. They're working to eliminate infection issues that plagued five of their 45 bottled beer releases this past year. They do a, a decent amount of sour beers. And the problem is, because of the bacteria and everything... Um, that are used in those beers, well, some of them were kind of, for lack of a better description, they were getting out into some of the other beers. And certain beers that were not meant to be sour were going sour. So I got this from uh, drinkingcraft.com. The brewery has released a very open statement about the problems they faced in 2013 and how they plan to remediate them moving into the 2014 calendar year. Now, these are the ones they had problems with. I um, I actually, I had one of these on the list, but it wasn't the barrel-aged version, I believe. Um, Ebony and Oak, it was just pure infected. It, they issued a recall and a refund for it. Um, their white chocolate, I know I reported on this one, the pH was stable and has slowly began to drop, showing some souring. So anybody that didn't like it, they get a store credit out of it. Uh, their cocoa nut. So chocolate, coconut kind of thing. Um, a lactobacillus, I believe, found in the beer from coconut. Store credit issued on that one if you didn't like it. Um, hey, I see Sherry in the chat too. Um, the wow, the brewery has to ease up on these words with weird AE combinations. Uh, Precocia. A high attenuative yeast found probably from the apricots, causing overcarbonation, stored credit issued, if not 100% satisfied, and then barrel-aged autumn maple. I had the regular autumn maple, not the barrel-aged. I wasn't overly pleased with the autumn maple. It was one of the cheaper brewery beers that I had bought, though. Uh, Recently discovered souring microorganisms. Drink soon. If soured, store credit will be issued. Now, see that one? I actually probably might have liked it better if it was soured, but... So, they go on in the article, they say, Many brewers have made it very clear they have no intentions in making sour beer. It's very hard to control the yeast and bacteria used in sour production. The brewery mainly uses Brettanomyces, but they also dabble in using strains of Lactobacillus and Pediococcus. Say those five times fast. Uh, In small amounts, some of these yeast and bacteria are invisible to the naked eye. They need to be used with great care in any environment they're introduced. Having to deal with this problem themselves, the brewery is introducing new quality assurance and control measures moving into 2014. So, um, <laughs> what the hell? Ooh, a wine bottle lamp. See, Sherry always has great links. I appreciate that. Um, so what the brewery is doing moving forward in 2014 to try and stem the flow of these infections. So they say, we're extremely motivated to get these issues resolved and put procedures in place so they don't happen again. We'd like an opportunity to tell you about the steps we're taking. Um, without getting into too many ridiculous details here, they're going to test the microbiological stability of every single clean barrel, make sure that they are, in fact, clean. Um, because even if it appears clean, if it, you know, you've really, really, really cleaned it, you never know. They invested in a barrel uh, steamer. So this kind of does double duty. It helps seal the barrels and it kills 
anything pretty much on the inside surface of the barrel, you're not going to have that cross-contamination. Then to avoid issues with post-fermentation addition of ingredients, they got a few different possible solutions there. Talking about treating the ingredients with ozone gas before adding them to the barrel. I don't know about ozone gas, so I don't know exactly what that would do, but I guess it would do something. Soaking in distilled spirit. Wow. Sorry, I'm tripping over my tongue here. Uh, soaking in distilled spirit is another solution. But they say they need to do it in a way where they're not adding more alcohol to the beer. Makes sense. Uh, apparently, the wine industry uses potassium, uh, met, uh, let's see, metabisulfite to stabilize wine microbiology, or my, yeah, microbiologically. So they may try and do that. Very last resort, pasteurization. We all know pasteurization from high school biology class. Um, and they say in the case of adding fruit puree to clean beer, they're going to be adding it in the whirlpool rather than directly to the fermenter. And then lastly, and this is probably the biggest thing right there. The brewery will be completely separating their sour beer production from their clean beer production. That I think is going to be the biggest thing that will solve this problem. Keep the sour beers and the quote clean beers separate. Um, and it's, they say it'll allow greater uh, experimentation and focus on their sour beers and their clean beers because they're not going to have to worry about that cross-contamination if they are separated in such a way. Simple as that. Um, so looking for, I'm looking forward to seeing what happens with the brewery um, coming 2014. The, the shame of it is is that a lot of the ones uh, a lot of the beers of theirs I want to try are only available at the brewery or like through their um they, they have some sort of club where you join the club and you're able to get these things at the brewery basically you know you're kind of you have it reserved for you but it's it's a local kind of thing I, I think the brewery is based out of California so if you're in California and you're you can join this club cool me out here in Jersey joining the club would do nothing for me because they're not going to ship the stuff and things like that. So things like white chocolate, I'm not going to see. But is what it is. The stuff that I do find from the brewery, I do enjoy. The only problem is it's a once in a while kind of thing just because it, it does tend to be prohibitively expensive. Usually a like 25 ounce bottle ends up being anywhere between 20 and $30, especially for one of their sours. They're good but I can't be spending that much that often. Um, okay. Ah, almost done with the KBS here. Should probably uh, pull. Let's see, what am I pulling out of the bucket here? Nope, I want Ghostface Killer yet. Go for the Saranac. Had that ready to pump, so I'm not interrupting myself again. Okay, Um, can't remember if I teased this last week on the uh, pre-recorded episode. And uh, for those of you that downloaded it, thank you. Um, or I may have teased it the week before, but um, this is kind of um, sort of stealing a page out of um, Ashley's playbook. Ashley from Anti-Social Gamer Radio. He was on earlier today at 3, and he did his uh, Game of the Year show. Well, me, I am doing my personal top beers list for 2013. I know all these craft beer websites and everything are doing their you know top beers of 2013 the problem with a lot of these lists is that a lot of these beers they're listing they're stuff you're not going to see stuff that doesn't get wide release stuff that's you know only available on draft at the brew pub stuff like that uh you know people people are gonna be putting heady topper Pliny the elder stuff like that up there now me 
with, with this list, these aren't necessarily beers that came out for the first time in 2013, but ones that I personally discovered and have found to be great in the year of 2013. I mean, I, I, I didn't, I didn't really start exploring, exploring craft beer until, you know, late last year. And, you know, then starting the show back in January really jump-started everything. So kind of going with that. Um, I mean, before that, um, trying to remember when I was out with, uh, Hammy and Dutch at that bar. What was I drinking that night? I know, I know there was a, there was a pumpkin beer I had that night. So I guess probably, probably like the latter half of 2012. That was when I started picking up things. And then this year I started really paying attention to what I was drinking. So, uh, let me get back into the chat here. Just make sure nobody's saying bad things about me. Oh, jeez, Woohoo. Awesome. How much alcohol is in wine? Let me click this. Ooh, that is nice. See this? Okay. Again, Sherry has awesome, awesome stuff, especially when it comes to wine. Because um, a little tangent here. There's a chart just basically showing the um, alcohol by volume ratios of most beers and most wines. And then um, it goes down to more specifics for certain types of wines. For instance, like a German Riesling is between 7 and 8.5%. Um Sherry, Port, Madeira, Banyuls, Mori, PX, and other fortified wines between 17 and 21%. Um, you know, it shows on the other side, cask strength whiskey. It, it, it's a pretty cool image. I, I'm actually, I'm, I think I'm going to save this right now. Uh, da, 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 save into downloads. Because that is one that uh, if Sherry doesn't uh, do it already, I will post that on the Facebook group. Because that is a good image. And, oh, Oxtail's telling me to chug. Okay, hold on a second. Well, I don't want to chug all of it. It's a really good beer. Uh, let's see. Oh, I'm, not, I'm noticing in the label. Let's see here. It says, does not give relief from rheumatism, neuralgia, sciatica, lame back, lumbago, contracted muscles, toothaches, sprains, swellings, and all manner of distress. So I I contest that because um, I think it does help all that stuff because I know <sighs> sometimes, sometimes, sometimes being stuck in this house all day with my wife, my kid, and my dog. Um, the, the the beer is necessary. The beer is really, really fucking necessary. Oh god, oh god. Yeah, and that's that's why that's why uh, part of the day I'm going out running, and the other part of the day I'm drinking just to keep myself sane. Uh, okay, let me finish this. Okay. And the KBS is done. And that was goddamn delicious. And I will add that to the uh, ABV beer drinking list. Or beer, was it beer drinking list? Beer tasting list? Whatever. Uh, at tinyurl.com slash ABV beer tasting, I believe. I think that's it. If not, it's, well, you know what, let me type it in because otherwise I'm not going to know. ABV beer tasting. That is what it is. tinyurl.com slash ABV beer tasting. Um, Jeez. Sherry has... Lots of good ones here. How long to sell a red wine? How long to sell a white wine? Ah, they need to do some charts like this for certain beers too, because I know there are some beers that age beautifully. There are others that, if you age them, they get kind of nasty. So, save this one too, because uh, maybe in 2014, I'm going to start focusing a little bit more on wine too, because hell, why not? You know, broaden my horizons here. 
Okay. And 2013 with a bang get hammered. <laughs> of course. And 2013, probably the way I... Well, I don't know. I don't know if I started 2013, or 2013 that way. See, I, I don't remember. Maybe I was hammered. I don't know. Ah. So, anyway, let me get to my top beers list for 2013. If I had some kind of uh, music bed, I would hit that, but I don't because, well, I don't have a producer or anything, and you know, I do all this by myself. And I know uh, some of you... Well, I, I, I've heard other shows, like... I know P-Rock, and again, wish wish P-Rock a happy birthday on Joe Coletta's Facebook page. Um, I know he's said how daunting it sounds doing a show by yourself, and you know, it it's not easy. Not easy. I know Ashley feels it, too. I know he's uh, going on hiatus for a little bit, because uh, I, believe, I believe he's writing a book, if I remember correctly. So, um, What the hell? Okay. Oof. I am not puking by the end of the show, Red Sox. Yar. Okay, first first beer I got here uh, is the Reinhardt Flemish Wild Ale from, and I, I I had to type this out phonetically because I would have fucked it up bad. The Proof Brouwerig, yeah, in Belgium. Speaking of sours, like from the brewery, this one was a great sour. It had a high rating on Beer Advocate, which I didn't even know when I initially purchased it. It, I've only seen it. I believe, I think it's only available in the like the 22 or 25 um, ounce bottles but it's thankfully it's one i can find with relative ease out here it's not necessarily well i can probably say it's not necessarily the best best sour that i've had but it's the best easily available and somewhat affordable one for me so i think that's probably why i i topped it on my list there um I've had it at least a few times, and every time I get it, I almost kind of discover a little bit something different about it. It it it's a very light feeling beer, especially when if you pour it out of the bottle, you get this nice light fluffy head on it. So, but I would say it's probably not a good entry level sour. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of what might be, um. You know what? An entry-level sour might actually be one that's not necessarily a sour at all. It's a, it's another one on my list, so I can kind of segue into that. Um, Son of a Peach from RJ Rockers Brewing in South Carolina. It was one of my favorite fruit beers for the year, and it had a real nice, refreshing pucker to it. So it there was a bit of sourness to it, which r- really added to the peach flavor. Uh, it, w- it was a nice, natural flavor. Didn't taste artificial at all. So if you like peach... And you like, you know, that kind of that kind of feel you get from Sour Patch Kids in a way. Y- you would probably like that. I believe it's a seasonal one, more summery kind of thing. Uh, I think I did see it somewhere recently, though, so it might still be on shelves in some places here and there. But that that was my my big fruit pick for the for the year. And I know somebody could isolate that in some way and make it sound awful, but you know, I don't I, I don't know if Rich is paying attention anymore. <laughs> Um, next one is one that I have talked up many, many a time, and I believe uh, Marianne was the one that turned me on to this one. It's the Eichschlenkerla Rock Beer. The Erbach is uh, my particular favorite from Brauerei Hellertrum in Germany. And <laughs> Rich does say the best head is light, fluffy head. 
Ah, see, Rich likes a girl with a little bit of uh, meat on her bones. Yeah. Um, so the Ike's Lenkerla, that's the definitive rock beer for me. I've had some other smoked beers throughout the year, um, like Star Hill Smoke Out. I've had some smoked porters here and there. Um, I, I had a, um, a rock beer when I was at uh, Dragon Mead in Michigan, but none of them really quite um, measured up to the Ike Schlenkerla. That one is just leaps and bounds above others that I've had. Now, for some people, the smokiness might just be way, way too fucking strong for them. It is, it's a beer that if you're not expecting it, you may find it kind of gross. Um, you get, you gotta like that smoky smell. You gotta like that smoky taste. What I tell people is if you like bacon, you will probably enjoy that beer. If you enjoy bacon, but you're not crazy about it, try a different rock beer, try a different smoked porter, something like that, something that has a more subtle smoke taste and kind of dip your toe into the pool that way. But the, the Eichsteling Curla, that's that's my rock beer. And I haven't been able to find the Urbach lately. Um, I think it's the Marzen that I keep finding lately. Which is good in its own right, but the, the, oh, the Urbach is so damn good, and it's actually it's pretty affordable too for like the, for the bo- I can't remember what um what size the bottle is. It's it's not I don't think it's a twelve ounce, but it's it's not anything large like a uh, twenty four ounce. It, it, it's I don't know it might be something weird like fourteen or something like that, but um you know like five ninety nine for it. Yeah, okay, maybe a little bit more expensive than you might hope, but for what you get there. Totally worth it. Totally worth it. Oh, and I forgot how good the Saranac Caramel Porter was. Oh, tastes like a caramel apple. Yeah, I'm uh, getting into the gay part of the show, apparently. <sighs> Next one on here. Uh, this is a little bit more of a recent one. and I, I had a problem trying not to just pick recent ones. I know a lot of whatever of the year lists they will omit a lot of stuff from like the first half of the year um you know whether it's movie of the year song of the year i mean when you think right now when you think song of the year um or like you know a song that really um was pervasive to popular culture and everything right now you think you know oh what does the fox say right probably Maybe something else. You get like, what does the fox say? Thrift shop. Um, trying to think of anything else that's been like all big and popular now. But it, I don't follow pop music all that much. But you got to think about the the uh, the first part of 2013. Do you guys remember what was you know big then in terms of you know the popular song? I have no idea. So I was having a problem trying to trying to get stuff that wasn't necessarily the latter part of 2013. Uh, and yes, I completely realize I'm rambling here. But I did have a decent amount of really good beers the latter part of the year, so it was really tough. Um, oh, Rich in the chat, first stage of Kevin's intoxication complete. He's now gay. <laughs> My wife seems to think it comes before the intoxication, so I don't know. Anyway... Um, this was one from the latter part of the year. 
This was the Shake Chocolate Porter. And I, I want to say I had this maybe in October. Uh, from Boulder Beer in Colorado. This one overtook Sam Smith's Organic Chocolate as my favorite chocolate beer. I loved Sam Smith's chocolate. But for some reason, as it went on, it kind of got more and more bitter to me. I don't know if it was different batches or what, but something about it just started not sitting as good with me. But the Shake Chocolate Porter, my favorite chocolate beer now, it really tastes like a White Castle chocolate milkshake. And I say that as a good thing because I really enjoy White Castle chocolate milkshakes. And um, strangely, I have not had one over this holiday break um, because if I did, I would probably be at risk of gaining even more weight than uh, I'm worried about having done these past two weeks. Uh, yeah. So um, if, if you can find the Shake Chocolate Porter, it, it has that nice, creamy, smooth taste like a chocolate milkshake. What they set out to do, they knocked it out of the park perfectly. Um, speaking of another beer where what they set out to do hits perfectly, and this was another latter part of the year, Neapolitan Milk Stout from Saugatuck Brewing in Michigan. It was one of the few truly experimental beers in terms of the flavor that authentically worked for me. Um, there are so many that so many beers you see out there where they're really trying to experiment with different flavor, yeah, different flavor profiles, yeah, different flavor profiles. Um, prime example, prime example, is the Rogue um, chocolate peanut butter banana. Trying to work with those flavors, and in that case, they failed miserably. I know Marianne can attest to that. That was quite possibly the worst beer that I had had all year. And I appreciate the fact that Marianne got it for me so I could experience that it was, in fact, that bad. Because I wouldn't have known otherwise, although it did eventually pop up here, but never mind that. Um, anyway. Um, I mean, there, there are some others. I'm trying to think of weird experimentation. Um a flavor combination. I mean, you know, adding chocolate into beer, adding um, different like nut flavors, hazelnut, pecan, stuff like that. There are certain beers. I know I've had some beers that say, you know, uh, pecan flavor, and I don't get it out of there. But it doesn't. It doesn't necessarily break the beer. Um, with that rogue one, the combination they were trying, the fact that they failed at it broke the beer if that makes sense. With the Neapolitan Milk Stout, that's one where if the flavor combination failed, it had a great chance of making a horrendously nasty beer. But it worked. Now, I grabbed it when I was in Michigan, and I wish I had grabbed more because I don't think Sagatuck ships out here. And, you know, I've, I've been praising it in recent weeks. It, it It's really, it, it truly is one of my favorite beers of the year, genuinely, even though it is a recent one. Um, probably my new favorite milk stout beating out, um, being out mother's milk. But um, it, the Neapolitan flavors, it, they, they cascade across the tongue. There's really no other way of putting it. Um, and you know your Neapolitan flavors. You get your chocolate, you got your vanilla, you got your strawberry. And 
depending on how you eat your Neapolitan ice cream, you may get all those flavors at once or you may get them one at a time. And that's how this beer worked. It was kind of a one at a time as it went across. Oh, thank you, Sherry. I'm seeing that there. Um, Sherry posting just more and more awesome stuff in the chat. I, I love that. I love that. Um, but it, this, the cascading of the flavors, the way they were able to separate them, this beer just worked. I, I have no idea how the hell they did it. But I just, I hope they keep doing it. Next time I'm in Michigan, I am seeking out this stuff and I'm buying a shitload of it because I really, really love it that much. Or I'm going to try and petition for Sagatuck to start shipping out here to Jersey. Um, the next one, I can uh, thank Mitch for this one. This was the uh, Black Helicopter Stout from Flat Earth Brewing out of Minnesota. That one was gotten for Mitch during the beer trade that we did. And um, if you um, want to check out the video from the beer trade, the unboxing reveal and all that, I know it is on More Like Radio's YouTube channel. That one, Black Helicopter Stout, easily the best coffee stout I had all year. And the part that made it even more unique was that it was a very drinkable 5.2% alcohol by volume. Um, A lot of coffee stouts, they they'll hit those higher alcohol levels. So it may it may dull out some of the coffee flavor. Um, and you don't necessarily need that huge buzz to make a stout really good. This one, they you can enjoy it without it kicking your ass. That's basically what it comes down to. Um, you're going to notice a theme. I have like, well, I think I had a decent amount of stouts on here. Let's see. Uh... Actually, no. Uh, one, two, three. Three stouts, and they're all different kinds of stouts, so I think I did pretty good on that. Uh, I, was tr- I was trying to make this more diverse. You know, I didn't want to have everything be the same. So, next one. This was actually a recommendation from Dennis, and I thank him for that. The Fegley's Bourbon Barrel Insidious Imperial Stout from Allentown Brew Works out of Pennsylvania. So, Dennis recommended this one, and if Black Helicopter was the best coffee stout I had all year, this one was easily the best Imperial stout. I'm very iffy sometimes with bourbon barrel aged beers because the balance isn't always what it should be. You either don't get enough of the bourbon or you get way too much of it and it overwhelms the beer. This one, the bourbon notes were subtle. They worked with the brew without overwhelming it. And overall, it's probably the best bourbon bourbon barrel-aged beer that I've had. So um, if you're able to find that one, I I can't remember if that one is kind of more of a seasonal. Um, I want to say I saw that when I was in the store the other day, but I'm not 100% sure. But Fegley's Bourbon Barrel Insidious Imperial Stout. So, so good. So if you, if you like an Imperial Stout, try that one. I think that'll turn you on to uh, bourbon barrel ones. But hopefully it'll turn you on to the good ones and you won't get stuck with any of the nasty ones. Um, and I, I, oof, I've had some bad ones. Um, another one from Mitch. This was the Mummy Train Pumpkin Ale from Flat Earth Brewing. Now, I always sing the praises of, at least when it comes to pumpkin beers, Pumpkin from Southern Tier, 
Smash Pumpkin from Shipyard and Weyerbacher's Imperial Pumpkin Stout. All three amazing pumpkin beers um, on their own. I mean, Pumpkin, I always see that as the the defining pumpkin beer. Smash Pumpkin, when you want to talk not just the pumpkin but the spices, that one, a perfect example. Weyerbacher's Imperial Pumpkin Stout, when you're going for an imperial stout, that one, perfect example, but Mummy Train easily rivaled all three, which is tough given the plethora of pumpkin beers out there. And you look at how many pumpkin beers are out there now, a lot of them are very blah, some of them are okay, and there are a few that are flat out great. Mummy Train is one of the great ones. If you get flat earth brewing in your area, and when the next seasonals hit around, you know, come around, um, the pumpkin beers will probably start hitting again in August. Take a look for that one. You will not be disappointed. And um, next one on here, it's actually another pumpkin beer, but it's a little bit different. It, it's not, um, I, I, I didn't put it in the same category as like Pumpkin, Smash Pumpkin, and uh, the Weyerbacher. This was a different take on it. It was a chocolate pumpkin porter, so not a pure pumpkin beer. It's Trick or Treat from Evil Genius Beer out of New Jersey. And this was one that I thought with the experimentation, it could have been absolutely absolutely disgusting. It just it could have failed miserably, but it didn't. It was like that delicate dance between pumpkin and chocolate, and it worked. Now, from this list, you get the sense I like you know chocolate in my beers. Um, I mean, look, look at the you know the shake chocolate porter. So, um, and you know, j- just about any stout has some sort of element of chocolate or and or coffee kind of flavor in it. So you, you get what I like there. Um, and I think I think chocolate beers were almost kind of my gateway, or at least one of my gateways into craft beer. Um, I know Rogue's chocolate stout was probably one of the first ones I dipped into. I know Rogue's. Um, Hazel was it hazelnut ale? I think it is. It, it, whatever Rogue's hazelnut beer is, that was another one. Um, th- those were those were some big early entries for me. Um, if, if you have a friend that wants to get into craft beer, I and if they do happen to like chocolate, I think dipping them into the chocolate beers is a good way to kind of start them off. Either the chocolate beers or the fruit based beers. And this is one of those rare instances where it's both. Um, again, it's seasonal and it's pretty local. I mean, this is a New Jersey beer. I don't know how far out Evil Genius distributes. Um, a lot of you probably aren't going to see it, but see what happens with that. It, it was fantastic, though. I, I was very pleased with that. I got that on a growler, and I think I actually got. Um, I think I actually got it in bottles too, and um, it was it was great both ways. Um. Let's see. Got a couple more here. Then I will hit my break for today. Uh, Porch Rocker from Sam Adams. I cannot leave out a Sam Adams offering from this list because of all the breweries that I drink from, Sam Adams probably is probably the top for me. Um, I do drink a lot of Abita over the year, and I know it's kind of surprising that I didn't have like Purple Haze or Turbo Dog or something on this list. Those those are my standard go-tos. But I don't find them to be the <laughs> Sherry in the chat. I like it both ways. Yes. 
Son of a bitch, that was completely clean, and Rich is going to grab that, isn't he? Oh, oh, have, have fun, Red Sox. Red Sox is um, watching uh, watching the Isles versus Bruins game. Um, so he's heading out of chat. I, I appreciate you sticking around this long, Red Sox. Appreciate it muchly. Have a good, happy new year. Enjoy the game. And uh, go Isles, I guess. Eh, why not? Um, so, yeah, Porch Rocker. Porch Rocker from Sam Adams. This was the beer that swore me off from Lining Kugel's Summer Shandy, which was, to that point, my favorite shandy. And if you don't know what a shandy is, you should probably listen to some of my old shows, think it's kind of a lemon beer, you know? Nice, refreshing summer kind of thing. Anyway. Um, I, fig- I figure ne- next year I may kind of go over some refresher shows, just, you know, go back, you know, over Belgian beers and stuff like that. I, I think I'm... I think I'm getting better with this stuff, right? I'm, 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 you know, with the radio, I'm, I'm, I'm good, right? I think. Okay. Anyway, um, the porch rocker Sam Adams killed it on this. It, it, it made me a believer in like this is what a shandy is supposed to be. Um, Lining Kugels was good. I will not, you know, I, I'm not going to knock them for that. They did a really good shandy. And that was the one I drank all the time. I still need to try the orange shandy of theirs because I just I haven't gotten around to trying it. Um, I don't know. Maybe next time I'm at the liquor store, I'll do it. Um, oh, and uh, Rich, thank you. Happy New Year's. I see he is going to catch the second half on the download. I appreciate joining the chat room today, dude. Um, but it, Porch Rocker, that is the definitive shandy for me now. And I know other people got turned on to that too. Por- Porch Rocker. It, it, there's not enough good stuff I can say about that. And over the year, I did try different Rattlers. Um, like I mentioned earlier in the show, there was one Rattler I tried, and I think it was, um, I think it was actually a, a, from Germany. And it was one I poured it, I dumped it down the drain because it just it was not good. That is a style I've become very picky about because there are some out there that either you don't get enough lemon flavor or it tastes so artificial that it's just ugh, nasty. Um, this one, um, it's not necessarily a best of the year for me, but it became best value of the year for me. So, you know, Brian Regan voice, best value. This was the Simpler Times Lager from Minhas Craft Brewery in Wisconsin. It was the it was a Trader Joe's house beer. I think I mentioned this either last week, week before. Cheap as hell, three ninety nine for a six pack of cans. My last cheap house beer experience with, with was with uh, Walgreens Big Flats, nineteen oh one, and that one did taste cheap. This one didn't. Plus, it had a nice six point two percent alcohol content uh, versus the four point five percent of Big Flats, and it was for less than 10 cents more a can. So you're getting, you know, a little bit more buzz for your buck there. If you're around a Trader Joe's that sells beer, seek it out. I actually wish the Trader Joe's around here that does sell alcohol was closer to me. It's maybe about 30 minutes from my work and it's 30 minutes in the wrong direction from my house. So it doesn't really help me all that much if I was trying to do it on the way home because otherwise I'd be buying cases of this stuff. Um, like I said, three ninety nine for a six pack, and it's just a very easy, smooth drinking beer. You know, a nice basic lager with a bit of sweetness to it. 
but totally worth that $4 for the six-pack. See, Sherry says they have one across the street. God damn it. Lucky. Honestly, if, if Mitch hasn't tried the um, the uh, Simpler Times Lager, and they, they have a, um, shit, I think they have a, a Pilsner too, but when I was, I was overwhelmed by the amount of Trader Joe's specific beers. Um, I know they had like a, they had a Trader Jose's Cerveza, you know, stuff like that. Um, but next time I'm there, I'm, I'll probably try some different things. But I'll I'll pick up a bunch of the Simpler Times Lager just because it, it impressed me that much, especially for that price. It, I mean, I I could buy a six pack of Bud for probably about twice, not quite twice that, but almost twice that, and it wouldn't be nearly as good. So kind of tells you that there. So if there was a beer that really jumped out to you this year and uh, listeners um, let me know on the Facebook page I'll put a thread in there probably tonight provided I'm not too tanked if not maybe tomorrow uh, and if you're listening to this on the download hopefully it's there by now facebook.com slash MLR alcohol by volume and that is the page that I would appreciate it if you would uh, add a like there for me because um, I don't know, likes likes are important internet currency. It's kind of like Reddit karma. I mean, you, you want you want more. So the more likes I have, the more important I am. That that's kind of how I see it. I think that's how it goes, right? I don't know. You know, it's not like I get bitcoins from it or something. I mean, if I got bitcoins, that'd be awesome. Because then I'd be rich. But eh, whatever. So uh, with that, I think I'm gonna head into break. Got a few things heading after the break. I have a lot of uh, new beers coming out. I was finding a lot of good stuff. And then uh, a few news stories here and there. Some stuff dealing with Goose Island. Um, it's been three years since they're purchased by by Anheuser-Busch InBev. Kind of seeing where they're going with that. Um, and speaking of Anheuser-Busch, they're getting sued by a smaller brewery. But this is one of those cases where Anheuser-Busch may... You really have to settle, just kind of looking at it. And then a uh, little bit of Minnesota news that maybe uh, maybe some good news for Mitch and Sherry. So with that, I will be back after this break. Alcohol by Volume here on MoreLikeRadio.com. Alcohol by Cheers. Volume, Kevin oh, Show. Hey, hey. Oh, it's the of the show. Hey. More like radio, less like crap. Many of us grew up reading the works of Jules Verne and books like Treasure Island, great classic fantasy novels. I love reading fantasy, but most of the fantasy novels released today read like a role-playing game. I'm interested in characters and stories when reading fantasy novels, and I found a fantasy novel written with the story and the characters as the focus. The book is titled Daughter of Vengeance, and the author is David Timrick. David Timrick is a self-published author who has written several books, and they are all all top rated on Amazon. Daughter of Vengeance is a story about a young lady who's thrust into a world of espionage, betrayal, and murder. A survivor at heart, she befriends a master assassin who takes her as his apprentice. After years of training and careful planning, she begins her life as one of the king's many spies. Unknown to her, a plot has slowly been unraveling, which will not only destroy the fragile peace of the kingdom, but could descend the world into chaos and war. Can Michelle rise above the shortcomings and failures of her predecessors and set right the wrongs done centuries before and will her life be the ultimate price she pays for the sins of others you'll have to read daughter of vengeance by david timrick to find out so visit his website 
davidtimrick.com to buy your copy today. David Timrick, T-E-M-R-I-C-K, davidtimrick.com. Daughter of Vengeance is available on Kindle and in paperback. Listen to Unsigned Hype every Tuesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific on morelikeradio.com. It's hosted by Sir Darkside, a.k.a. at Darkside Rules on Twitter. Check out the show for dope interviews, exclusive releases from artists such as Brother Ali, Mally, Kelly Mays, Lex Leosis, MOA, and Aesop Rock. It doesn't get better than this every Tuesday night on morelikeradio.com. It's the Unsigned Hype. Unsigned Hype. Wednesday night at 11 p.m., tune into More Like Radio for two hours of wrestling talk on Markout Radio with Dark Fox and Friends. Fistful of assholes! Excuse me? Fistful of assholes? Really? You want me to say that? Just do the bit. <sighs> All right, you're such a diva now that you have your own show with guest host Punchy, Greenway, and whoever else shows up on Skype or in Fox's creepy basement studio. The smell of common beer doesn't make it creepy. Maybe not, but the fleshlight does. Listen, I have a healthy sexual appetite. Thank you very much. What are the anal beads for? Can you just do the bit? Ugh, fine. Jesus, and you wonder why people get Marianne through the audio bits. Markout Radio live every Wednesday night from 11 p.m. Eastern on More Like Radio. This is it, the apocalypse. Hey, are you absolute garbage? Let me guess, an alcoholic? A drug addict? When was the last time you were even out of your house? Well, why don't you join us for the Red Show? We're all about personal betterment and self-esteem. I want to do, uh, you know, maybe like uh, City Meets the Swamp, something, something. I hope it ends up with the fucking city getting eaten by a goddamn alligator. Ambassadors of peace at any income level. That's what we do here. We're all about olive branches. <laughs> no, you're a fucking white trash asshole. You're about olive fucking garden, okay? <laughs> One thing we don't forget is how important our fans are. Is there anything more you want to say about any of these uh, cocksuckers that are listening? No, I don't think so. Okay. And we recognize the struggles and hardships of our friends. We don't give a fuck. I hope you <laughs> relapsed. Burn in hell, bull. Oh, my God. God, what are you I meant I love you, bro. Get better. So come join us live Wednesday nights and experience functional substance abuse on The Red Show. Only on More Like Radio. You're doing some things with Enya, correct? I, I hope you end your life. Now, <laughs> get <off the> mic- <laughs> now get off the microphone while I talk to my pal. Wait, why is that guy gargling? This is your morning wake-up call. Get up. It's how I get my morning started. They're my morning show. All right, here's a little inside info. They're not even real listeners. These are staged people, and you hear the same thing across the entire country. And that's why Hammy, Hammy, the true American, is going to serve his country and expose these hack shows for what they are. Only on Brainstew Radio. Friday nights, 8 to 10 on morelikeradio.com. Do you like video games? Are you a little antisocial? Well, listen to Antisocial Gamer Radio. Tuesdays from 3 to 5 on morelikeradio.com. Are you a fan of comics? What about obscure movies and TV shows? 
Well then, you are in luck because every Friday at Nerd Hour is here to talk about those completely and utterly awesome things. So join Punchy, Ariel, and now Cornax as we talk the things that people claim prevent you from getting laid, but are balls anyway. The Nerd Hour, every Friday night from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. only on More Like Radio. Spoon! Recently on The Conti and Kenny Show. Ah, you kidding? And I'm watching. They also put on the thing that Honey Boo Boo's like the whole computer just froze up. Oh, really? Too much shit on here. Um, that's basically what she said. She's like, "Hey, Marquis, what's going on? I'll come back for round two. And the guy was like, uh, "He basically was like, you need to be quiet." And then asked her for her ID, and her ID was in her car. So he told her she was banned from the mall. For not having an ID. It's like, really, dude? Like, what are you talking about? Oh, the Adobe plugin has crashed. (laughs) Holy crap. (laughs) Everything just went right in the toilet. Holy shit. I gotta... That's the Flight 800 of Adobe players. (laughs) I gotta do the... uh... (laughs) The Flight 800 of the Adobe players. The Conti and Kenny Show. Talking bollocks for fuck knows how many years. Join Marianne and Kitty on Daytime Divas, where Marianne's milkshake brings all the creepers to the yard, and their life is better than yours. Damn right, it's better than yours. I could teach you, but I have to charge. Daytime Divas, Thursdays at 8 a.m. on morelikeradio.com. High Society Radio is now part of morelikeradio.com. Who's all part of the more like the uh, more like radio cavalcade of stars? Oh, who, who are you joining there? Oh well, Hippo Juice—they're the the soul behind More right. Like Radio, and we're we're jumping on there. High Society Radio—that is. What other what other kind of shows are over there though? Oh, there's there's plenty. There's a there's just a roster that's ridiculous. There's 360 on 420. Mm-hmm. There's a gentleman show. There's Ain't Social Gamer Radio. There's the Red Show. There's Daytime Divas. Okay, so you're not out there by your by yourself in the cold anymore. No, you're fucking with a family. Yeah, a real family, a family of gangsters. Take the edge off. MoreLikeRadio.com. It's like rap music you can understand. Damn, it feels good to be a gangster. Hey, this is Will from Tattoos and Touchdowns. And Espo, as always. Check us out every Sunday from 10 a.m. to noon exclusively on MoreLikeRadio.com. If you're ready for pro wrestling like it's never been seen before, pro wrestling meant for an adult audience, and pro wrestling where nobody says brother or tells you you can't see them, check out Combat Zone Wrestling, the most innovative, high-flying, hard-hitting, ultra-violent promotion on the planet today. Combat Zone Wrestling. Visit us at www.czwrestling.com. The Elvis and Alfred Show, Thursdays, morelikeradio.com, 5 to 7. I'm Elvis Cage. I'm Alfred. I'm Jameson. And on the phone? It's Bill. I'm phoning in. 
Always phoning it in. <laughs> Coming to you live from the Half Penny Pub in Sayville. That's right. Punk rock music. Independent music. And all the rest of the things that we speak about. Crazy party stuff. <laughs> Here on morelikeradio.com. And elvisandalfred.com 24-7. Yar! The Elvis and Alfred Show. Hi, this is Marianne from Lust and Love. Recently, we decided the show needed more dicks, so we found the manliest man we knew to fill the spot, Dark Fox. I know this is weird, but my boyfriend broke up with me because my dick is too short. He praised me about my skills and all, but is this a really good reason for a breakup? Because it's really hurting me until now. I can't seem to forget all the memories we had together. I know this can't be the reason, or maybe because he met another guy. I really cannot get over him because once he told me I love your dick whilst he was stroking it. That's the reason I will never let go. Lust in love, now gayer than ever. And that's saying a lot considering we used to have Hammy on the show. Listen live Monday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern on morelikeradio.com. A ton of blood up stronger than Owen Hart's safety harness. MoreLikeRadio.com Other internet radio stations are gay. Hello? Finn? I'm a buff baby that can dance like a man. I can shake him my fanny, I can shake him my can. I'm a tough tootin' baby, I can punch your buns. Punch your buns, I can punch all your buns. If you're an evil witch, I will punch you for fun. And welcome back to Alcohol by Volume here on morelikeradio.com. I refuse to believe that person is 12 in the chat, but I I don't know. Damn it. I don't know how Sherry knew that either. And we're talking about Reddit now for some reason in the chat. Oh, yeah, because I brought it up because I'm an idiot. Ah, ha, ha, ha. Butt Monkey saying his link karma is only 309. Uh, let's see. What's mine? Because, uh, you know, karma is very important. Uh, let's see, my Link Karma is 16.29, but I think I got that, uh, when when the hell did I get that? It was a post I made when my wife got into a car accident, um, because the asshole behind her was texting or something. Um, my Comment Karma is 43.30, so I am, well, I don't know, it's okay, it's okay, it's not, holy shit, whoa, see, I, I, Oh, Jesus. Why Why did I open up Reddit? Man with two penises in the WTF uh, subreddit. And holy shit, that is fucking bizarre. Um, the interesting thing is the uh, second image of them. He's wearing Guinness boxers. Nice. Nice. Uh, okay, so I'm not going to get into that. Um, oh, but uh, you know what? <laughs> Jesus. Reddit is just a, uh, oh my god, Buttmonkey has some good comment karma. And yeah, you know what, Sherry's right. That girl is probably, you know. But then again, you know what, she's she's Asian, so it's a little hard to tell sometimes with Asians. I don't know. I cannot, I, I, I had this problem with judging the age of women. I know there are other guys out there that will kind of be with me on this because as the years have gone by, 
girls have started to dress differently and, you know, makeup and everything, and it makes it very confusing for a guy. Um, uh, complete, complete tangent off the beer. This is the stuff portion of the show. I, um, I do a lot of, um, like, bar and bat mitzvah video shoots. I've done some sweet 16s and stuff like that. Um, there was a sweet 16 party that I did this past year where the girl whose party it was this year, I had done her older sister's party, it was maybe four years ago. And the mother approached me late in the evening at the party, and and we were talking about how much it had changed over the past four years, just what the girls were wearing. In the previous party, you know, they were wearing nice party dresses and everything, you know, nothing too short, nothing too tight, whatever. Um, And now all these, you know, 15 and 16-year-old girls are wearing the absolute tightest shit and there were actually some girls that I, I did not know that this was a thing, but think of um, think of skorts. You know how you, how you have your skirt shorts? Well, these were basically booty shorts that were made to look kind of like a skirt. And being a guy, I was I was of a mixed uh, mixed mind on this. I was thinking, wow. That's that's a that's a interesting outfit, but the parent in me was like, "Good God! If I had a girl, I would not let her out of the house like that." It's 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 very difficult for a guy because it's that age old joke. Well, shit! I thought she was eighteen, and she ends up being thirteen. It is very tough. Very, very tough for a guy nowadays. Whereas a, a guy that's 15, usually pretty easily identifiable that he's 15 versus a guy that's 18, 19, 20, stuff like that. Um, girls, girls, it's tough. One, at the risk of being crude, once they start getting tits, who fucking knows? Who fucking knows? No idea. She could be 13. She could be 23. It is very, very tough. Just saying. Um, I'm married, so I can't be implicated in anything. Uh-huh. Um, shit. I know there was uh, there was something else I was going to get into. Oh, yeah. I was going to post this image in the chat because I was on uh, Reddit, and um, I thought it was appropriate for the show. Uh, it's a business card. Are you alcoholic? We can help. Call, and this is, I guess, in the UK, 776-060-9090 for liquor home delivery. Um, Actually, no, wait. Maybe that is in the US. They just mashed all the numbers together. I don't know. Anyway, um, yeah, I guess if it was in the UK, there'd be an extra number or a plus or something. I don't know. Fuck it. Anyway, liquor home delivery, I could go for that. Deliver me some beer. Unless it's just liquor, then fuck you. Because I have enough liquor here right now. I still have my bottle of rum, which I've barely, barely dipped into, but the night is young. The night is still very young. I suppose I... Wow. Let me try that again. I suppose I should move on to... Wait. I am not subbed to the drunk subreddit, butt monkey. Why am I not subbed to that? Hold on here. 
uh, or drunk. So I'm sub to beer. I'm sub to beer trade, and I'm sub to alcohol. Uh, ooh, I'm subscribing to this one because this sounds interesting. Um, let's see what the new top new po- or not top new, but just the new posts on here. Spending New Year's getting blasted in the jo- in the Georgia sum. So Emmy, cheers to all of you. Okay, somebody can't type. It tastes like a headache in two hours. Let's see what beer this is. Ah, Lagunitas sucks. Yeah, Lagunitas just... uh, Lagunitas sucks. does suck. I did not like it. Um, Oh, somebody posted the uh, Are You an Alcoholic? Because they said that this was meant for us. Um, Wow. The average DUI costs $10,000 in the United States. And that actually reminds me of something else regarding DUIs. No, I have not gotten a DUI, thankfully. Um... Every every year, near the end of the year, the um, Department of Transportation, they'll put up a one of those, um, it's not an LED sign, but it's one, one of those lit signs saying, you know, um, such and such township has made, you know, such and such number of DUI arrests in 2013. Don't be such and such number plus one. So recently, in the past week, it was, um, it's no secret where I live, Monolith Township has made um, 129 DUI arrests in 2013. Don't be number, you know, 130. Wait, I said 129, right? Yeah, 129, 130. So today I'm out driving, and it was already up to 133. Goddamn, people. The past night, you people went nuts on it. What the hell? Um, thank you, Butt Monkey. This is going to be a great subreddit for me. I love it already. Um... Here's Eve alone forever plus or forever alone three PSA for sleeping after you drink tonight. Um, wow, this is a good Australia and it's typed exactly how that sounds. Yeah, wow, that is amazing. Happy new cunts. Uh, wow, this is going to be my new favorite subreddit, and I am going to post my. <laughs> Tomorrow I'm posting my my uh, my show to that. Oh, that's great. Um, let's see. Oh, Sherry says my friend went to DC, took a picture of one. So, like a sane MLR listener, I called the number and requested to place an order for delivery. They asked where to, and I asked if they delivered to Minneapolis, Minnesota. They were confused, then said no. <laughs> oh, boo! Ah. Be awesome if there was one locally, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, haven't. To be fair, though, my my closest liquor store is probably I don't know, probably about a mile down the road. So if I was desperate enough, I could walk down there. It would just be a matter of acting sober enough to actually purchase said beer, and then remember my wallet as I'm walking out the door. Remember my keys as I'm walking out the door. There, there are many, many variables there that I could really, really fuck up. Um, not the least of which could be being hit by a car because I stumble into the road, something like that. Um, I suppose I could, you know, always commit for my wife to go get me beer, but you know, I want to, I want to search for it myself. Okay, let me, let me get back into the the actual topics and news and such here. Uh, let me see, make sure nothing is uh, going on on Reddit. Well, I know. Uh, Let's see. Or not Reddit. Uh, not Twitter. I, I was told that I should be crowned a beer god. Beer god, whiskey god. Let the heavens open up and let the sweet nectar of alcohol rain on the people of Earth. That was from um, from uh, Crystal 
on Twitter at Crystal Linkle. Uh, yeah, so. Uh, let's see here. Um, okay, good. That's not a video. From the StarTribune.com, which uh, I guess this is a... Oh, yeah, okay. And the article is uh, from an Associated Press uh, journalist-type person. Uh, Minnesota Governor Mark Dayton would sign a bill lifting Sunday sales ban for liquor stores. Now, I initially saw the headline. I'm like, oh, good for him. He's going to support this bill. He's going to push for it. It's not quite that. Let's see if I can finish this beer and open up that uh, ghost face killer. So, he said he wouldn't personally push for it. But he wouldn't oppose it either. Now, that's, you know, that's that's the usual, you know, pissy politician, like, middle-of-the-road, flip-flopping, fence-hopping bullshit that we're used to when it comes to politicians. Honestly, I don't even know what, um, what party this dude's in, but the wishy-washiness of it kind of pisses me off. Um, let's see, uh... I'll go through the article. The Minnesota Governor Mark Dayton said Friday he'd sign a bill allowing liquor stores to open on Sundays if lawmakers mustered the votes to pass it in next year's session. Wouldn't personally push for the bill's passage, but wouldn't get in its way either. Uh, Minnesota, it's one of among a dozen states with Sunday blue law still on the books. No neighboring states still have that law in place, which I'd, I would assume on the borders of Minnesota it places... Minnesota liquor stores at a disadvantage. Now, the problem with this is that the bill is, ooh, apparently uh, a subreddit of shower beer is a thing too. I will have to remember that. See, I need to get a um, suction like cup holder for my my shower because I, I do occasionally shower beer. Occasionally. Uh, not in the morning usually because, uh, well, my shower beer is usually post-run. So, that counts, right? Anyway. Um, the bill was overwhelmingly rejected last year, 106 to 21 against. I don't understand why there is such overwhelming opposition to something like this, except for the fact that it's religion getting in the way again. That is probably the case. And no butt monkey, not a suction cup wall dildo. Uh, yeah, just, just no, not for me. Definitely not for me. And I, I, oh, See, Sherry says, the wine, wine is the perfect match for a bubble bath. I know this may not be a manly thing to admit, but I, I, I used to very much enjoy a bubble bath. Now, see, we have two bathrooms in our house. Mine down here, um, like adjacent to my office slash studio slash whatever, it only has a shower stall, so I can't do baths in there. The other, the bathroom upstairs is basically my wife's, and that's where she showers and everything. And... I've just never had occasion to uh, take a bath in there. Um, but goddamn, baths are relaxing. And I can see how... Uh, when, when you think of a bubble bath, you do think of a wine glass. You don't You don't think of a bottle of beer there. Oh, dear God, Butt Monkey! Hold on, I'll delete that, dude. <laughs> Butt Monkey had a, pro- a problem with an image tag. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Yeah, I'm clearly drunk if I'm laughing at that. <laughs> okay, <laughs> he was posting Mr. Bubble. 
But yeah, when you think of bubble bath, you see a wine glass. And even with all, you know, the Instagram photos of women, you know, posting their legs in a bath, usually you see a wine glass. Beer does not quite go with that. Shower, beer, bath, wine. I don't know. That just seems to be the case. I don't know why that is. And don't worry about it, butt monkey. I've done that before too. Um, so the resistance for this, oh, Sherry has a good, uh, good point. Put your beer in a classy glass, then take a bubble bath. Yeah. So if I put in a chalice and I may actually be getting a, uh, Stella chalice for free from some online giveaway. Um, so that might be good for me, you know, put the beer in a chalice and it'll look nice and classy and I can put it on Instagram and everything and just, you know, make sure my cock's not showing or something like that. So anyway, this Minnesota bill resistance has come from social conservatives who are against it on moral grounds. Boo! And there's also resistance from liquor store trade groups who argue that sales wouldn't be worth the resultant overhead costs. Now, that's possible. Um, it, it Will they do enough Sunday sales to make it worth it to pay their employees and all that other, you know, the electric and all that other shit? Maybe, maybe not. Uh, but it's really it's the social conservatives that piss me off there because you know on moral grounds Sunday is just another day of the week as far as I am concerned it's just another day of the week I am not religious so Sunday is Sunday is the day before I go back to work that's really it I mean why you know why do these social conservatives not argue about uh saturday oh they're not jewish oh okay that's why that's why oh oh yes sunday sunday yeah sunday sunday is the important one yeah these blue laws and shit i I am amazed you know no no i'm not amazed that these are still on the books because there are enough people out there that keep them on the books um i'd like to think that maybe in i don't know 50, 75 years, these blue laws will be included in those books that, you see these books where it's like, you know, crazy laws that you won't believe existed or still exist, you know, that you can't keep ice cream in your pocket on a Tuesday when you're walking down the street in bumfuckville, Arizona, you know, something like that. You've all seen those kind of things. They, they pop up on Facebook every now and then. You'll see them, you know, circulated everywhere. I have a feeling these blue laws will, given enough time, will, will end up in those kind of books where it's like, can you believe that we had a law like this? What do you mean they could not sell beer on a Sunday? Why? What's so special about Sunday? Oh, it was it was it was a day that was supposed to be devoted to their invisible man in the sky. Okay, but still, why not sell beer? Did he have a problem with beer? Wait, you mean you mean they 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 they, they drank wine when they were devoting their day to him? But wait, why is that? But they couldn't buy the wine. Wait, what the hell is going on? And so on. I don't know. I, I don't have enough. I don't have enough witticisms to continue that. But you kind of get my point there. Just these blue laws annoy me. I don't know. Um, let me see here. I am going to. 
Uh, I already cracked this open. I'm going to take a sip of the Ghostface Killer before I get into the next story here and see how uh, strong this really is. Okay, took a sniff and... Actually, in, in a weird way, it smells like the, the, you know, the nice heat you get from salsa. Um, so let's see what's going on here. Let me take a good, good, good swig. Oh my god! Oh, holy shit balls! Oh fuck! Oh Jesus! Ah, oh, I should have had some milk to chase that with. Holy shit! Okay, they weren't they weren't kidding. I mean, it's not it's not so much that I'm like tearing up or anything, but I honestly wasn't expecting that much heat to it. That. <laughs> Whew. That is something I would very much enjoy eating with chips and salsa, you know, spicy salsa, you know, some Mexican food or, or you know some Taco Bell or something. I on uh, on Untapped, I'm giving that a four point five rating, four point five stars because that was um, that was that was impressive. Whew. I know Twisted Pine had another pepper beer right next to this one, um, but I. Do not believe it had the ghost pepper in it. Oh, wow. If you like spicy stuff and you can find Ghost Face Killer from Twisted Pine, wow, try this. Holy crap. You you still get that same euphoria you get from spicy foods. Oh. And for some reason now I want some White Castle. I have no idea why. Maybe I can commission my wife to go out and get some tonight. Uh, fuck my... Well, it's not a diet, but fuck my calories. Fuck them, it's New Year's Eve. Mm. Oh, that is easily the spiciest beer I've ever had. And there have been some pepper ones where I've had it. Uh, there was one I had in Michigan, and I, I want to say it was from, uh, might have been from New Holland, but I could be wrong, where it really hit you in the um, in the back of the back of the throat. Like, you know, if you, if you got hit there with pepper. Yeah, Brent, I know I'm going to be putting in some work tomorrow. <laughs> if I can get up early enough to go run, I want to make sure I don't miss the Winter Classic. That's going to be my problem. Ugh. God damn it. God damn it. Believe me, I am I am so glad I weighed in at, let's see, last week. And I know you people don't give a shit, but it's my show. My show, so I'm going to ramble. I'm so glad that I put I weighed in last Monday at 162. I had set my goal at 160. Um, ultimately, my goal was initially like 165, and I hit that. So I figured, eh, why not push myself a little bit more? Um, but if I can stay below, <laughs> if I can stay below 165 after this week, I'll be happy. I've been I've been running like anywhere between six and nine miles a day. And Royce is still killing me on Fitbit. And all props to him. I mean, he is clearly, clearly busting his ass before his wedding. And I give him full props for that. See, Sherry cares about how fat I am. So I appreciate that. Yes, I'm a fatty. Fatty, fatty, fatty. Sherry, if you look at my Twitter images, you'll see me pinching some fat from my gut. I'm sure you'll find that very, very attractive. I think that was from, uh, I don't know, maybe... A few days ago, the only the only reaction I got to it was uh, when my followers said "gross." That was it. Um, ugh, fuck it, I'm enjoying myself tonight. God damn it! 
I don't get to enjoy myself all that much. Um, was I done with that Minnesota story? I think I was. Um, silly for us prohibition era law in the books. Fuck all y'all's uh, Democrat sponsor of the bill rejection. Fuck all y'all. Let's see if there was anything interesting in the comments. Um, liquor laws update to the 20th century. How about wine and beer? Even for liquor for sale in grocery stores, we could catch up to Iowa. See, that's that's something I would love here having um liquor sales in uh grocery stores out here in Jersey. I would love that. Um, <laughs> Sherry says Mitch always does that, the pinching of the fat. So then I hit him in the stomach. Um. Yeah. See. See. My 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 wife does not like it when I when I make make light of my my weight because I don't know. I guess if I was honest with myself, I'm I don't know somewhat fit ish, but I still do have a you know pinchable gut to me. Um, I'm pinching it right now, and you guys can't see. I don't know why I'm doing that. What the fuck? Um, but yeah, I don't know. 2014 will be the year of me losing weight. And yeah, I, I, come on, I've, I've lost like 15 pounds in the past few months. So fuck it. 2014 will just be me uh, staying fit. So I so I still fit in the clothes that uh, the dress clothes that I need to wear for uh, for Royce and Marie's wedding. That'll that'll basically be it. And then um, and then you know for for the summer. I mean, it's, it's not like I wear swimsuits or anything. Fuck that. I don't wear swimsuits. So uh, why why do I care about that? I I, I don't go swimming. What do I care? Um. So Goose Island. <laughs> see, I'm getting back into the beer because I know I'm running out of time on the show. I don't know. I always run out of content. Uh, Goose Island. They're readying their first ad campaign three years after purchase by Anheuser Busch InBev. Um. I actually didn't give myself any bullet points for this, so I have no idea what's going on. Um. It's from. Uh, adage.com advertising age uh, when Anheuser-Busch InBev acquired Goose Island in 2011 some beer enthusiasts seethed fearing the small respected Chicago craft brewer would suffer under its corporate overlords my heart just sank tweeted one fan Chicago is just a little bit less Chicago today tweeted another according to a roundup of immediate reaction by Chicago magazines put the uh, but the doubt wow Proofread your shit. Put the doubters... No. But the doubters seem to have been proved wrong as the three-year anniversary of the $38.8 million deal approaches in March. Goose Island has managed to hold on to its street cred. Now, I'm not going to go all out into this article because it's kind of a long article, but uh, one of the big cult releases from Goose Island this year was their Bourbon County Stout. Think of it kind of as an equivalent of um, Founders KBS. It's that kind of hype with that. It's a rare barrel-aged beer that Goose Island's released intermittently for a brief period since 1992. And the fact that they were still able to do that underneath Anheuser-Busch, it, it speaks volumes as to the autonomy that Anheuser-Busch is allowing Goose Island. Yes, they are owned by Anheuser-Busch, but... It, I think ultimately it has allowed Goose Island greater distribution, um, greater freedom with experimentation. Uh, wait, I'm trying to remember. Wow, what? Did I, uh, okay, greater experimentation, 
greater distribution, um, greater production. Basically, it's allowed more people to experience what Goose Island makes. Now, I was not able to get any of that Bourbon County Stout, but I do still see a decent amount of Goose Island beers out here. Um, they do Sophie, it's that Belgian farmhouse ale, which is actually really good. Um, Lolita, which I have not seen. It's uh, aged with raspberries and wine barrels, so you get you know good taste there. Um, let's see. Um, yeah, 312 Urban Wheat Ale and Honkers Ale. They got nat- national distribution this year because of Anheuser-Busch's Wholesaler Network. Sales for all Goose brands jumped 62% in um, the 52 weeks ending November 3rd. Uh, doesn't even include bar and restaurant sales. So they are doing well with Anheuser-Busch watching their back. But it it has not changed what they're doing with their beer. And it, it makes that tough distinction because... When you get into the craft beer world, because they're owned by Anheuser-Busch, well, no, no, no. Goose Island is now crafty, not craft. And from everything I've seen from Goose Island and tasted from Goose Island since they got taken over by Anheuser-Busch, they're, they're, still, they're still a great brewery and they're still doing what they've always done. Um, but Goose Island is still taking flack for the purchase, I got this from BeerPulse.com. Um, let's see. One such instance was late last month when Evil Twin Brewing, their Twitter account, called out the Goose Island Bourbon County Black Friday nationwide release as an Anheuser-Busch release. And as the article said, it is technically yes. Evil Twin Brewing said, scary how the whole craft beer world goes crazy over an Anheuser-Busch release. Um, and, uh, tapping back to the chat here, uh, Brent says, don't buy Goose Island six day Christmas beer. It's shit. Okay. I will accept that. And, and you know what? I've, I've had multiple Goose Island beers and some of it's good. Some of it's bad. So I, I will not deny the, the Christmas beer. If Brent thinks it's shit, there's probably a good chance that it's not very good. So, but every brewery is pretty much like that. Um, yeah, further on in this article, uh, not a single Goose Island story since 2011, whether it be about the brewery in general or just a new draft beer since then has gone by without someone exclaiming, in Bev, or something similar. Uh, to see it said at the brewery level is rare, though, especially nearly three years after the deal was originally announced. Um, and there were Twitter conversations. Prairie Artisan Ales asked Evil Twin, what beer is that? Um Evil Twin said, not one, a bunch of unbalanced barrel-aged beers. Prairie replied back, I love unbalanced barrel-aged beers. Evil Twin replies back, you're not alone. Uh, And then, uh, let's see, this is Sean Kane at uh, KY Geographic on Twitter. Did you hold this opinion about the beers themselves before Anheuser-Busch bought them? Just curious. Evil Twin claims, yes, they make slash made good beers. These ones just wasn't one of them. I'm reading this verbatim. Um, and it, I don't know. People people seem to be 
people seem to be against what Evil Twin was saying there. Um, Goose Island kind of likes the press, though. Uh, I'm, I don't know. I, I understand why Goose Island sold themselves to Anheuser-Busch. Uh, and the fact that they do seem to still have the autonomy for what they want to do there. Totally fine. I know if, if um, I don't know, if I had a business like that and somebody offered me millions of dollars for it, first of all, I would make sure that it was good for my employees. That would be a big thing for me just because I'm an honorable douche like that. I wouldn't want to fuck over people just for my benefit. Um, and from everything I've read about Goose Island, that's that's pretty much what they did. They, they wanted to make sure that they would be able to do what they were still doing just with a little bit more money coming in and that their employees wouldn't suffer. You know, things like that. Um, but it's it, it's a weird it's a weird fight with that. That's one of those cases where when it comes to being big beer, I'm okay with it. Goose Island is unique in the respect that uh, there are some like where, where Line and Kugel, they are very, very much so big beer owned and they kind of try and hide it. Goose Island, it kind of, you could almost say it kind of came after. Goose Island was out there. Goose Island was big enough and then they got bought. Line and Kugel, I don't think Line and Kugel really necessarily got big until after they were bought. If that makes any sense. Um, and then they really tried to like you know push it into the craft brew aisles. Um, I don't know. Just kind of the way I see it. G- Goose Island does seem to be a different case than Line and Kugel. Um, in 2014, I'll try not to be as big a snob about certain things. Just me. Uh, Butt Monkey says he's going to start drinking only sake and wear his rickshaw hat everywhere. But see, the question is, are you going to drink the sake chilled or are you going to drink it warmed? I've had it both ways. I have to admit, I prefer warm sake. It's delicious. And for those that don't know what sake is, it's rice wine. Very simple. Have it at a Japanese restaurant. And it's quite good. It's a nice warming... It's it's it, it's like a hug for your insides when it goes down. Yeah. Oh, okay. Butt monkey says warm. Oh, that's the way to do it. I need to find a a, a good um good but reasonably affordable brand of sake. Usually, the only times I've had sake is when I've actually gone out to eat and ordered sake. Never actually bought it from the store before. I know I have an empty bottle. <laughs> Damn it! That's spicy. Um, I know I have an empty bottle sitting in my office, and that was a pretty good brand. Um, goddamn. Oh, goddamn. Wow. That is a euphoric taste. Ghostface killer. Wow. That's, and I think this is actually my first experience with the, uh, with the ghost pepper. Okay. This is my last news story before the, um before the new releases and reveals for the week, because I, I don't know if J5 is doing a show tonight live, but I don't want to cut into his time anyway. Um, Big Sky Brewery sues Anheuser-Busch for a trademark. Now, normally when you see a 
you know, no, normally when you see the lawsuits, it's Anheuser-Busch suing the little breweries. I'm trying to knock them out of business or whatever. Well, Big Sky out of Missoula, Montana, they claim that Anheuser-Busch copied their Hold My Beer and Watch This campaign. Anheuser-Busch released three YouTube videos on December 1st with actor John Krasinski. I believe he was from the American office. All centered around the phrase, Hold My Beer and Watch This. Well, Big Sky, they claim usage of the phrase since 2004, and copyright, this is the big part, since September 8th, 2009. And the phrase is also featured on Big Sky cans. Now, I'm not sure if there's more to this. Um, I've seen, the article I read is pretty much, you know, a straight down the middle kind of thing. But this seems like a pretty cut and dry case considering the copyright. I get the feeling Anheuser-Busch is going to settle with Big Sky for a good number. Hopefully, Big Sky has decent enough lawyers to actually get the cash out of them. Um, you know, if the copyright's there and Anheuser-Busch started using this post September eighth, two thousand nine, they're going to have to they're going to have to sign a check. Simple as that. Um, let's see. Oh, Butt Monkey in the chat. See. I love having Butt Monkey in the chat, but he's not posting bad images. See, that means he likes my show. <laughs> a beat of strawberry, two dessert beer for me. I know that's what it's for, but yeah. You know, a beat of strawberry, I enjoy it. I know some other people can't stand it. Um, I don't know. The, 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 fruit beers, the fruit beers are weird like that. Um, I'm a fan of the fruit beers. I like the a beat of strawberry, but... For some people, yeah, too sweet. Um, I know Sam Adams cherry wheat would be too sweet for some people. Um, I don't know. Maybe sometimes it depends what uh, what food you're pairing it with. Sometimes it's all all about taste. Whether you want more of the bitter or you want more of the sweet. And a lot of the time, I I I I, I enjoy the the sweet when it comes to beer. Although right now, oh Jesus Christ, I'm dealing with the spice. Whew. Oh yeah! Oh my God! It's it's kind of like drinking salsa. Ah, okay. See, Butt Monkey, Butt Monkey has a perfect perfect example here. He says it's not bad, but I'd love to drink it while mowing the lawn. But just for drinking, no thanks. And that's kind of, that's kind of where you get the sense of Radlers from. Just sitting drinking, porch rocker. Mm-hmm. Sitting around drinking it can after can or bottle after bottle, maybe not necessarily, but it's that kind where you're mowing the lawn, you're sitting on the porch in summer, or you're sitting around a fire pit or something, watching fireworks, something like that. Those kind of beers are perfect for that. I know Abita has a lemon wheat, too, that is that same kind of feel, but the Abita strawberry, I can totally see that there. But, I mean, I'm I'm a big fan of fruit beers. I've never hidden that before, but... I can totally understand what Butt Monkey is coming from with that. Um, so you know what? I only got eight minutes left in the show. See, I always worry about material. And I don't know why I worry. Because I'm fucking awesome. And I always come up with enough. God damn it. So here are the new beer releases and reveals. Um, Sam Adams, Porch Rocker, is coming to cans. Yes, yeah, I know I mentioned cans before. Well, that's that's why. Uh, let's see. Boom, boom, boom. I know I got images here for the chat because I am just that fucking awesome. 
uh, make sure I post it in the tag. I don't want to have a, uh, I don't want to have a butt monkey incident here. Yes, that is the can art for poach, <laughs> porch rocker. <laughs> butt monkey, I like your show. I only post gross pics when I'm very drunk, and I appreciate that, butt monkey. So, as I've mentioned, this is a German-style Rattler, already seasonally available in the 12-ounce bottles. It's going to join Boston Lager, Oktoberfest, and Winter Lager in cans. 4.5% alcohol by volume, so it's a nice, sessionable kind of beer. It'll probably hit shelves as we approach the summer months. I love the fact when it comes in cans, because I can buy it in a 12-pack. Makes it easier. Another Sam Adams seasonal hitting shelves. And this one, I I actually think I saw it in, um, in a store earlier this week. This is Sam Adams Cold Snap. It's a spring seasonal. Replaces last year's Alpine Spring. It's a Belgian-style white ale. It will also be added to the Sam Adams can lineup. So that's another can right there. 5.3% alcohol by volume. Available January through mid-March. And like I said, I've already seen it locally here. So you could say December through mid-March. Let's see. Post another one here in the chat. This is one I am looking forward to because I like my stouts, I like my milk stouts, and I like my coffee milk stouts. Well, this is Elysian Split Shot Espresso Milk Stout. Combines the brewing of Elysian with Seattle's Stumptown Coffee. Uh, Beginning January 1st, it's going to be available on draft and in 12-ounce six-packs wherever you can find Elysian's beers. I know I get some Elysian out here, so I'm crossed my fingers, and I'm actually doing it, and you can't see it, so I don't know why the fuck I'm doing it. Um, that I see it out here. Despite what the label in the chat reads, which I don't know why this is the case, but whatever. Um, it is actually going to be, what is it, I think a 7.25 alcohol by volume. Uh, not the lower 5.6 that's on the label. So, um, Actually, did that label change on me? I don't know. Uh, yeah, it says 5.6 in the label, but 7.25 that I read in the article. So, uh, could be a little hit or miss there. I don't know. Um, oh, okay. But Monkey says he tried Buffalo Sweat oatmeal a while back, not his deal. I, and I heard Buffalo Sweat was pretty good, but you got to like oatmeal stout. So, it, it's one of those kind of things. If, if you have a taste for it, it's cool. But otherwise, oatmeal stout might not be your thing. But the important thing is that you try different things. And that's that's all I ask. You try different things and you're good. Uh, this one, Speakeasy Black Hand Chocolate Milk Stout. Another another milk stout for me. Uh, the name refers to a Prohibition-era practice where mobsters would stamp a kidnapped victim's handprint on a ransom note. There's actually a secret note hidden in the design of the bottles as well, daring fans to find it. Speakeasy says, if you should find it, you'll know exactly what to do. So I posted the art in the uh, in the chat. I have no idea where the uh, secret note is yet, but I don't know. It it probably has something to do with the note on the back of the label, whereas the black hand lures you in with this dark, smooth character, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. Uh, 6.9% alcohol by volume, 22-ounce bottles, and draft, January through March. This might actually be the first speakeasy beer I'll seek out. Thus far, it seems to be only IPAs and the like that I've seen from them. So this is one that I'm uh, gonna keep an eye out for. I, I've liked their I've liked their bottle art too. They they do some really nice creative 
kind of, you know, um, 1920s Prohibition era kind of bottle art. Um, really nice stuff there. And the speakeasy ales and liquors out of San Francisco, California. Uh, and this is the last one for the week. So my timing is uh, doing okay here. This is from Trogues. This is Jovial. It's an imperial stout brewed with dark chocolate and raspberries. So I got the fruit. I got the chocolate. I can work with that. Chocolate, raspberries, and it's a stout. Yes. My kind of thing there. It's fermented with Belgian yeast and it's bottle conditioned. Also good. 10% alcohol by volume in 375 milliliter bottles. So that's uh, was that 12.7 fluid ounces. And release is to be determined. Now that this is one that I am at, I'm looking forward to. I, I like what Trogs puts out. And um, uh, apparently uh, Mitch says, I'm a fruit. Yes, yes, I'm a fruit. I'm a fruit. Clip that if you want, Rich. <sighs> okay. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to this one. I see Trogues out here, so hopefully I'll, I'll spot that one when it comes out. And that, that's, that's, that's it for the last show of 2013. So um, hopefully you guys have actually enjoyed me this year. Go, going by the downloads, I, I haven't been doing too bad. And I, I do appreciate the support from you guys. Um, if you've been drinking, check out the uh, ABV beer tasting list. Tinyurl.com slash ABV beer tasting. Check out the Facebook group. Facebook.com slash group slash alcohol by volume. I know I have been lax in posting stuff. I posted a few things there this week, but I know I can do better. I'm going to do better in 2014. I promise. Especially on the ABV Facebook page, which you should like, please. I'm not going to beg. But if you like it, you like it. Facebook.com slash MLR, alcohol by volume. Follow me on Twitter at Odysseus, E-D-I-C-I-U-S, or at MLR underscore alcohol. You can friend me on Untapped. I know White Ass Brent has done so. I know Roy Black on Crack has done so. I know a lot of people have done so, and I appreciate it. I am alcohol by volume on there. All one word. Coming up next, unsigned hype, followed by Dutch and Royce. Thank you guys for listening this year. Happy New Year. And I will see you guys next week in 2014. Have a good one.